It's the end of the month, Thursday, January 31st, 2019. I'm Jake Bromowitz, mortgage agent at Mortgage Edge. I also call myself Mortgage Jake. My license number is M0800-3274, and I'm MBL10680 with Mortgage Edge. That's our license at the firm. I would like to talk to you today about how to get a mortgage if you are self-employed in 2019. And the reason that I'm bringing this up is today in the Globe and Mail, there was a great opinion piece by Taylor Little, who is the CEO of Neighborhood Holdings, who is a alternative space lender focusing on the self-employed market, or at least serving that market. And it was called How Mortgage Rules Reject the Gig Economy. And Taylor goes on to say, uh, gives us a bit of a history how the whole mortgage market evolved, how it always focused on the average T4 worker, someone with verifiable income, pay stubs, T4s from their employer, basically the nine-to-five nine person, although those hours are shifting these days. We know what we're talking about, a full-time employee with guaranteed income. And as we know, the gig economy, side hustles, being self-employed is growing leaps and bounds. And a, a minority, but definitely a growing minority of our, uh, of our mortgage clients and buyers in general or mortgage borrowers or even employed people are self-employed. And self-employed falls into many categories, but essentially, if you don't wake up, you don't make money. If you stay in bed, lounge around, and you don't put any effort into it, you're not making any money. And I think what Taylor has done is applied the new uh, definition of being self-employed as the gig economy, which it kind of sort of is. But to me, gig economy is something along the lines of a side hustle, like an Uber driver uh, or a Lyft driver, etc. The reality is I'm going to not only talk about those people, I want to talk about being self-employed in general. So here it is, how to get a mortgage if you're self-employed in 2019. First of all, let's define what self-employed means. Self-employed can be anybody that has their own corporation, their own business license, or someone who just works for themselves. You can be a subcontractor and you're still self-employed. You can be an entrepreneur. You can be head of a startup. You can be a painter, carpenter, doctor, lawyer, a professional, an accountant. You can be all of that and still be self-employed. You basically don't have a boss. You're basically not on a full-time payroll by a third party. So you don't have someone paying you. Now, there are some self-employed people that pay themselves a salary through a T4. But at the end of the day, they are still responsible for their own payroll and their own success. So let me start off with the easiest way to qualify if you're self-employed. First of all, what the lenders look for. Well, with a minimum of the 5% down or equivalent, a lender wants to see a two-year notice of assessment history of your line 150 income for you to qualify using your legitimate income. So let's say, say you're a carpenter. You are, you're not a corporation. You just have a sole proprietorship and you work on multiple projects at a time, whether it's a single family or, or you work for a builder. And your business last year, two years ago, last two-year average, grossed around 200000 And you've had some deductions, expenses that you've had to pay out. And now your 
paying yourself, you're leaving yourself a line 150 average income of, say, 75000 well, I can use that income on an average of two years, as long as it's not going down, as long as it's staying the same or going up. I can increase it by 15% in some cases, but at the end of the day, I can qualify you based on that number. Okay, great, awesome, fantastic, right? Caveats, number one, uh, whether you have minimum down payment, gotta be less than a million buck purchase price. If you buy something more than a million, you gotta have 20% down, but I can still use your line 152 year income no matter what your purchase price is, as long as you adjust your down payments. So what if you don't have a line 150 that meets the guidelines of the, of the lenders? What if your $250,000 a year grossing business, you had some expenses, you, you retained some money, you invested it into the business, and you only paid yourself $50,000? Well, there's an amazing program by CMHC, Genworth, and Canada Guarantee that I have, quite frankly, mastered. I'm an expert at it. I hate to sound so brash, but I'm really good at this program. If you buy a house for under a million dollars, if it's your primary owner-occupied residence, and you have good credit, so no late payments over the last 12 months, you can fall in what's known as the Alt-A Stated Income Program. Now, this is a program that most banks have no clue how to, how to work. So if you fall in line with this, do me a favor, go to your bank, get rejected, come to me because I'll know how to fix it, or at least I'll know what to tell you how it can be fixed. The way the stated income program works is the following. A lender looks at your gross income, they look at your net income, they look at your profession, and using a bunch of various factors, including the business case, how you get your business, invoices, client list, website, all of this review, we come together and we figure out what is a reasonable income that I can use for you to qualify you. What do people in your category of work, if they work full-time for a company, how much do they make? And so we look at the reasonability. So if someone makes 100000 gross and paid themselves $5,000 last year, the lender will say, look, we can't use anything reasonable here because it's not reasonable for this person to make only five grand or show only five grand and still qualify for a mortgage. I mean, that makes sense, right? You gotta pay something. Now I know why self-employed people pay themselves less. Well, we're self-employed, we're out there on our own. We don't have the benefits, we don't have the short-term leave, long-term leave, the pension top-ups, et cetera, et cetera. We're out there on our own. We have to maximize our tax efficiency as much as possible. So that's what happens. So I have done hundreds of these applications where I've had everybody from all walks of life. Again, gotta have good credit. That's where it starts. You gotta also have 10% minimum down payment and minimum of that 10%, half of that has to be your own savings, 5% down. But if you have at least 5% down saved, 5% you can get a gift, you have good credit, you're self-employed, and you look at your notice of assessments and you say, man, I only paid myself 50 grand last year. How am I ever going to qualify for a mortgage? Well, you will if we do the right steps, if you buy reasonably, and if you borrow reasonably, of course, and if what we state as your income is a reasonable amount. So every single industry defines its reasonability. If you drive for Uber, versus if you're an IT contractor, web developer. Those two types of incomes have a different reasonability. 
So that's the second way, the second best way, best rate supply, minimum 10% down. Third is kind of sort of in the middle. So the more down payment you have, and minimum in this case is usually 35% down, if you have 35% down and you're self-employed, there are programs out there with banks. Now we're talking banks. They're good at these programs. They're not great at the Alt-A self-employed program with the stated income, but they're good when it comes to net worth. So these are people who are a lot more established in their careers, doctors, lawyers, dentists, professionals, IT consultants, accountants, people who've been around for a lot longer, people who have retained earnings, people who have healthy RRSPs, People who may, maybe don't pay themselves quite the amount that they need to to qualify, but have a good amount to show in terms of liquid net worth. 35% down applies, though, and that's a chunk of change in this market. So unless you're already an owner or you've been really aggressive with your investments or savings rate, maybe not the easiest market to fall under. So the fourth option, let's scale the down payment back. Let's say you got 20% down. You run a corporation or you're a sole proprietor. Great. You don't have the necessary income that the stated income program would work with, or you've bought for more than a million bucks. Well, there's a credit union out there that I love working with. They're outstanding. They have a non-income qualifying program. It's called NIQ. And it doesn't mean you don't have you don't have income. It means they use a combination between your gross income your net income, and reviewing your bank statements to see what's reasonable in their eyes. Now, they'll charge you a little bit more. They do need 20% down, and there are other rules around it. But typically, there is no fee to get this mortgage because self-employed people do pay fees in some cases, and there's no fee here. So if you fall into their lending box, that may be an amazing program for you to consider as well, one that I have used and worked with many, many times. And last but not least, there are the alternative lenders. So Home Trust, Equitable Bank, CMLS Aveo, NPX, Optimum, Bridgewater, uh, RMG Eclipse, MCAP Eclipse. These are all alternative lenders. I may have missed a few. I'm so sorry if I did. Don't be mad at me. Haven Tree is another. Sorry. These are alternative lenders. Now, these lenders typically do not look at tax statements, tax documents. They charge half a percent to 1% more than a typical bank or stated income lender would charge. They look at bank statements. They look at history of the business. They look at feasibility. What business are you in? That's how they'll qualify you. They will charge a fee, usually 1%. They will have a more aggressive appraisal where, I'm sorry, not aggressive, conservative appraiser, where they will definitely look at you know, your valuation of the property to make sure it's good. Uh, or at least conservative in their eyes, but they are a great lender, a great stopgap solution if maybe you've been self-employed less than two years, maybe you bought for more, maybe you couldn't sell your place and, you're, and you bought another place, maybe, a lot of maybes. Maybe your credit's not so clean and not so good, but you're still a very good borrower because frankly, self-employed borrowers do have a fantastic cash flow in most cases and do pay their mortgages on time, but maybe you fall in line where you're just not perfect that doesn't matter. There is still an amazing program out there for you with these lenders. And each of them specialize in their own thing. Each of them have their own ways of getting deals. And you know, if you're paying a little bit more in rate, you're going to take a shorter term, usually one to two years, because after that one or two years, you want to move on to a normal lender with great rates. 
um, and with be, being able to switch over. And I figure out how we can do that. And we figure out, hey, does it make sense for you to pay yourself a lot more on your line 150? Or does it make sense for you to pay less in tax, but to pay more in interest rate on your mortgage? We'll, we'll figure it out. Now, if you're self-employed and you're looking to refinance, your options become much more limited. That government stated income program with CMHC, Genworth, and Canada Guarantee is not available for refinance clients. It's not available for people who are renewing. It was available until two years ago when the Liberal government made some pretty strict mortgage rule changes called the stress test. So unfortunately, those programs are now gone. But this is where the alternative lenders fall in. And this is why their businesses have grown quite a lot because they fill in the gap. So if you're one of those people who already own a place and you need to refinance or renew with another lender, maybe your options will be a little bit more limited. Um, so this is, I'm talking strictly purchasers, refinancers, renewers. Yes, there are programs out there with banks, alternative lenders, and credit unions. They're not so easy to get. We can walk through every stage of the way kind of as we go look at your deal. The bottom line is, if you're self-employed, if you're running in the gig economy, don't read this article and say, ah, I'll never get a mortgage. I'm just going to continue renting unless renting makes sense. Then fantastic. Good for you. I'm happy. I, not everyone should be a homeowner. But if you read this article and you say to yourself, I can never get a mortgage, there are always at least three or four options at your disposal with a good mortgage broker who knows what they're doing, who know how to navigate the self-employed mortgage market. And being in this business for 16 plus years, having helped hundreds of people like that, I'm definitely a good candidate for you to talk to. So if you have any questions, you're self-employed, you're thinking of becoming self-employed and you're full-time employed now, et cetera, et cetera, let me know. I'd love to talk to you. Give me a call anytime, 416-910-4448. You can catch me on Twitter, at Mortgage Jake, on Facebook, facebook.com slash Mortgage Jake. I am available for you to chat. Let's figure out your self-employed mortgage and let's get lending. Talk to you soon.